the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that I hope is being a blessing to all of you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. Saints of God, our Father God wants to have an intimate relationship with all of us, His children. That's one of the reasons why He sent Jesus into this world, to save us, to make that opportunity of an intimate relationship with Him available to us. But although the opportunity is there for us, most of us who are God's children don't have and enjoy the intimacy with the Father that He wants to have with us. And most of us don't know how to if we wanted to. I got good news. There are pathways that we can take to increase our intimacy with God. Every one of us needs to know what those pathways are so that we can have and enjoy the type of intimacy with our Father that He wants to have with us. Every one of us needs to learn what those pathways are so that we can have and enjoy the type of intimacy with our Father God that He desires with us. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. How y'all doing today? So am I. Same Lord, same faith, same results. Praise God. If you got your Bible with you, I invite you to turn to Matthew chapter 3 and get ready to get into this word I'm about to present to thee. A word that's going to aid you and assist you in making it through into the fullness of the things that God's got planned for you. We've been learning this year about one of the things that God's got planned for me and you, and that is intimacy with him. Because we know that there's a year of increased intimacy between God and you. Where God wants you to be more intimate with him. He wants you to draw closer to him. He wants you to be nearer to him. Nearer, 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 my God to thee. That ought to be the, the cry of both you and me. Because if that's what God is inviting us to, then that's what we're going to be quick to do. If that's what God is beckoning us to, then we ain't going to be uh, slowing our feet and dragging our feet. But we're going to run closer and get closer to him like he desires us to. Well, we've been learning some of this, praise God. And we're going to get into a little bit more of this today. That I'm telling you, it's going to be blessing you if you got an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say. So let's read Matthew chapter 3, our foundational text. Then we'll move on into today's stuff, which I'm telling y'all, it's going to bless you real good. So please, come on, have an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say to you. It's going to bless you. Have an ear. Matthew chapter 3, here's what the Lord says to you. He says in verse 13, Then come of Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? And Jesus answered and said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. 
And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Of course, we know that this is speaking of Jesus Christ, our elder brother. He's our brother like none other. He's our brother that came to save me and you. Hallelujah. To be able to save us and be able to allow us to step into a life that only is available through him that came for me and you. We know that Jesus came that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. So then, therefore, God is inviting us to have an opportunity to be able to have life more abundant. Because Jesus Christ came and fulfilled all righteousness. for me. That's for me, both me and you. So that we can be able to live out sons life as sons of God just like he did too. The Bible says he was in the world and the world was made by him. Praise God. But the Bible says that most of the folk that was here did not know it was him. Because he said he came to his own and his own received him not. One translation said neither did he know him. But to them that received him gave he power to become sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name. Those of us who believed on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and what it is he came to do for me and you. A great exchange was made on the cross where we get a chance to be able to live out the things that he lived out too. Well, he's a son of God and now we're sons of God. I got any sons of God in the house. Praise God. Well, we found out that that word son in the Greek is the word huio. Praise God. He's a, we're huios. Praise God. But yet at the same time, it does not tell us what kind of huio me and you all is. Praise God. Because we have to look at the adjective that's attached to that to see what kind of son he was. He was a beloved son, praise God, which means he was a dear son. And we found out that one of the reasons why he was a dear son is because he was a near son. Because we found out as a son of God, you can be either an immediate son or a close son. You could be a remote son or a distant son. And although many people all over this world, I'm talking about man, boy, woman, and girl are all sons of God. At the same time, many of us are not close sons like God desires us to be. We're distant sons, but that's no longer you and me. Well, many people out there are, 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 dis, are remote sons, praise God, but we ain't remote sons. We are close sons. We, we're close to God now because that's the kind of son Jesus was. And we've already found out that he told us to be imitators of him as dear children and walk in love even as he walked in love. So therefore, we ought to walk in love like he walked in love. Well, he loved the Lord our God with all his heart and all his soul and all his might. He called him Abba. He called him Daddy. Praise God. He called him Father. Praise God. And that's what we call him too. Because we're close sons. We're no longer remote sons like we used to. Because we've accepted the invitation that the Father has given us too. And that's to draw close to him so we can be close sons just like Jesus was and live out the life that he did too. Turn over to James chapter 4. Second of the foundational text before we jump into today's stuff. Which I'm telling you is going to bless you real good. James chapter 4. We'll begin reading at verse 7. It reads, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Of course, that's the invitation that was extended to me and you, and that's to draw nigh to God, and that's what we've been doing. Anybody this year been getting closer to God? Oh, it's a good thing. You ought to smile when you say that, partner. Praise God. It's a good thing. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But then there's something that follows that, too. It says, cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Because one of the characteristics of most, most of us that were re- remote sons is that we were uh, people that, with dirty hands. We would put our hands where we wasn't supposed to put them. Good to see you, sis. Put our hands where we wasn't supposed to put them. Walk where we wasn't supposed to walk. Do things we wasn't supposed to do. 
I'm not, don't worry, I'm not talking about you. Praise God. I'm talking because y'all know y'all close sons, praise God. But a lot of remote sons, they get to doing stuff they ain't got no business doing. Doing people they ain't got no business doing. You know, doing stuff they ain't got no business doing. You know what I'm talking about, praise God. All the things, all the above. And so, but at the same time, God said, okay, now you're going to draw an eye to me. I need you to start cleansing your hands. Wash your hands, praise God. Watch what you do and start changing how you conduct yourself. Why? So that you can be a close son like I desire you to do. Because there's a good life that's waiting on me and you. He told us to cleanse our hands, praise God. He told us to, 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 to get our act together, purify your hearts, praise God. And to stop being double-minded. Because we learned last time that a lot of people are still halting between two opinions, whether I should or shouldn't do it, whether whether I want to live like the world or whether I want to live like God or whether I want to benefit from what God did for me or do I want to continue to, you know, run the streets like, you know, like like, like others do too. And do I want to continue to party and, and hang and play and lay and do everything outside of what the word of God has to say or do I really want to lock in with this thing and come on and really do this thing like it is that we presented to do? Well, God's raising up a people, praise God. I can tell you it's happening up in here, up in here, that are willing to lay this thing out like we're supposed to. That's willing to be able to lock in like God wants us to. So if we're going to do this thing, then come on, let's do this thing. And let's be about it, about it all the time of our lives. And let's live it out the way God wants us to do. Well, we've been finding out what God wants us to do. We found out that one of the results of intimacy with God is sinlessness. Because sinlessness isn't the result of the intimacy with God. We found out Jesus was without sin. And so since he exchanged his life for me and you, then we're supposed to be able to live out a life without sin too. Because we found out that we've been given the ability to do that. We found out that God don't like no sin. Hallelujah. Old folk used to say God don't like no ugly. Praise God. So since, 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 since we, you know, we used to do ugly, praise God. God don't like no ugly. God don't like no sin. Praise God. And since God don't like no sin and we in God, then we learning not to like it too. Because we found out two can't walk together unless they agree. And if we're going to walk with God, we got to learn to agree with God and be able to say yay to his yay and nay to his nay. And we ought to do it that way every day. We found out, therefore, if we're going to be close to God, then we ought to do something about this little sin that we've been doing in our lives. It's time to do something about it. And God told you, you cleanse your hands. Praise God. Now, God did the stuff that we couldn't do so that we can now do the things that we can do. The part that we couldn't do was us, the real us, the spirit on the inside of us. But yet Christ handled that for me and you. Because when we got boned again, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 said, If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away and all things have become new and all things are of God. So we're now of God, praise God. So he handled the part we couldn't do. Now your body and your mind, God said, I need you to handle that. You know, and you do that. And he gave us the tools to do it. It's with the word of God. That if we get the word of God up on the inside of us like we're supposed to do, the Bible says we will not sin against him. Why? Because the word is in our heart. See, in the Old Testament, they were people who were hard-hearted. We're not like that. God has given us a heart of flesh, one that is capable of being able to receive the word of God. And once once it's received, then it'll be able to conceive what it is that it's supposed to. And that is a heart to do what God wants us to do. We found out that this is a heart thing. Praise God. But we got the heart to be that thing and do that thing. And then we can do the things like we're supposed to. Now, we found out last time that we need to cleanse our hearts from evil so that we can do only do good. Because we found out that evil was lodged in our heart. Praise God. Took up residence in our heart. In fact, it was permanently staying in the middle of our heart because we wasn't doing anything to get it out of our hearts. 
We allowed it to continue. We wanted it to be left behind. And because it had, because it did, it had us acting like the horses behind and living outside of what God had in store for me and you. Because, you know, whatever's in your heart is what you're going to do. But we found out, praise God, that it used to have a resting place in us, but it can't rest in us no more. Because we found out when we find out what God tells us to do, then we ought to live this thing out like we're supposed to. We found out God gave us a word, which is our heritage. It's something that's passed down from generation to generation. Somebody died so that you can have this. Praise God. And they presented that to us. Well, Jesus died so we can have this. And so now we're willing to do what it is that God told us to do and drop our vain imaginations, quit halting between two opinions, and live out this thing like God has planned for me and you. Turn over to Romans chapter 12. Let's dive into today's stuff. I'm telling you, it's going to bless you real good. Because a lot of people, when they start hearing stuff like this, they get a little nervous, like, you know, Oh, my God, I'm going to miss out on life. You don't even understand that when you humble yourself under God's mighty hand, that you're going to step into some stuff, things that you never would ever be able to do and be able to step into a life of fur past what it is that you could do on your own like you used to do. Fur past it. Praise God. Amen. Romans chapter 12. See, it's time for us to get real about this thing. Can I talk to you? It's time for us to get real about this thing. Anybody here want to get real about this? Come on, listen. Come on, some of us may even do it. And the rest of you, praise God, just keep watching us, praise God. And you're going to see the benefits of getting real about this thing. Hallelujah. Let me try that one more time. Anybody want to get real about this thing? Praise God. I mean, for real, I really want what God has in store for me. Do you really want what God has in store for you? And if you really want it, then you need to go on and be willing to do what God said do. Because you're just a little obedience away from receiving everything that God has to say. Romans chapter 12, verse 9. Here's one of the things that the Lord told us. See, we who are intimate sons don't like what we find out that our father doesn't like. Here's a way that we do things. We who are intimate sons don't like what we find out our father doesn't like. That when we find out our father doesn't like something, we stop liking it too. (laughs) Romans chapter 12, verse 9. (laughs) Because, you know, it's our heritage. It's our lineage now. We're in God's family. Romans chapter 12, verse 9, it reads, let love be without dissimulation. See, God told us to love our, the Lord our God with all our heart and all our soul and all our might. And he told us, and the second one is like unto the first, and that's to love thy neighbor as thyself. And we Christians, praise God, born again believers, praise God, the ones that's got a mighty burning fire on the inside of us. And, you know, God's got desire on the inside of us, the ones that's on our way to heaven and glad about it, praise God. And the ones that's testified. <laughs> about what it is that God does for us in our lives. We do that. We love. But he told them something about your love here. He said, let love be without dissimulation. See, as intimate sons, our love for God should be without dissimulation. The word dissimulation, I already know what you know what it means, praise God, so you don't be making a person feel bad next to you. I'll tell all of you, the word dissimulation means fakeness, hypocrisy, fakeness you know pleather instead of leather you know what i'm saying you know weave instead of homegrown you know what i mean there's a difference i'm not saying anything wrong with it because pleather work you know sometimes you know just don't get it in no heat that's all praise god amen (laughs) and weave work too if you find it in the same grain of hair that you normally have too But God said, I want your love to not be pleather. 
I want your love to be without fakeness, without hypocrisy. See, we're not fake about our love for God. Those of us who are intimate sons, we're not fake about our love for God. We're for real about our love for God. And you can tell by what it says that's supposed to happen when you're not fake about your love. Verse 9 said, let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil and cleave to that which is good. See, when you're not fake about your love, you abhor that which is evil. That word abhor means to detest utterly. To detest utterly. Whereas you utterly detest evil. You utterly detest evil. That word utterly right there means completely. You completely detest evil. That if it's evil, you detest it. Ugh, ah, ugh, ugh. Won't have nothing to do with that. And when you see evil, you're like, ah, I don't want to have that nothing to do with that. No, no, no. Now, that wasn't the way we always was. Because before we learned to love the Lord our God with all our soul and all our heart and all our minds, we loved us some evil. Look at your neighbor and say, I did. I don't know about you, but I did. Praise God. Amen. We was good with evil. We was like, we were, we were straight with evil. We were like, the, in fact, for some of us, the eviler, the better. For some, for some of us, the eviler, the better. We didn't like good girls or good guys. We wanted them bad. The badder, the better. You keep them altar boys and keep them altar girls. I want them wrong ones. That's what some of us used to think. Then when your mama tell you, be good now, be good. You'd be like, mm-hmm. As you had already planned to do bad and was already on your way. Squirt some banaka and come back in the house later on that day. Squirt some stank sweet on you. Hopefully it'll get rid of some of that stank that's on you. Praise God from something else that you was doing that you had no business doing. Y'all look, look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. Hold your coat outside the, the window as you're driving. <laughs> so the wind can hit it. I ain't giving nobody no ideas up in here. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Mm. So we just move on. But God wants us to abhor evil, to detest it utterly, to be completely loving. Now, this is a process. Can I help you up in here? This is a process. So for those of you who are new to Christianity or new to being intimate with God, this is a process. This ain't something that just happened overnight. Is anybody hearing me up in here? You learn how to get right and writer and writer and writer as we go along. You learn. Come on now. Shoot, I remember, I remember, I remember when I used to curse. You don't you know, hear people say they curse every other word. I used to, no, I say a regular word every other word. I used to curse most of the words, praise God. But I got better because I cut it down. I finally made it to every other word, praise God. And then, I, and then eventually it was every other sentence. And then after that it was every other paragraph. Until before you know it was every other day. Every other month, every other year. Until it's no longer up in here. Is anybody, it's a process. Somebody say process. And see, that's good news because see, this ain't to put you in no condemnation. This information is not to put you in condemnation because a lot of people, we've been, they get to looking all down like, oh Lord, that's me. Oh Lord. 
Lord, I want to be real. God said, well, like I'm telling you what to do to be real. You got to learn to abhor what I consider evil. And that's a process. It's the word of God that's going to allow you to do that. And your love for God that's going to allow you to do that. You abhor that which is evil and you cleave to that which is good. That word cleave means to stick like glue. See, we ought to stick like glue to what God says to me and you. Mm -hmm. That when God shares something with us, we ought to hold on to it. And don't lay it down. Just hold on to it and, because it's going to do some awesome things. It's going to bring some things to you. Close, intimate sons stick like glue to, what, to that which God our Father calls good. Now, distant and remote sons, they often have it backwards. That's intimate and remote sons. They got it backwards. Because distant and remote sons, they often stick to that which God their Father calls evil. And sometimes even abhor that which is good. What y'all going to church for all the time? Because it's good. Why are you reading your Bible all the time? God said it's good. Why are y'all serving God like you do? Because it's good. Because it's good. That's why we do what we do. Because we know it's good. Praise God. God said do it. God said forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as a matter of some is. Especially in these days as they get eviler and eviler. That we're supposed to continue to do so. So this is good. It's good to be able to be here on a midweek service. It's good. I thought I'd get a better amen than that up in here. Praise God. It's good to be in the house of God in a midweek service. It's good to be here in the middle of the day, in the middle of the week, and on a midday, midweek service. It's good to hit the fellowships. It's good, it's good, it's good. Because God said it's good. So he said, I need you to stick to it. Remember I told you it's a process? See, a lot of us let it go before it gets a chance to do for us what it's supposed to do. That's why God said, I need you to stick to it. That even when it seems like it's not what you should do, God said, stick to it. Just keep doing what I said do. Even when it doesn't seem like it's benefiting you like you think it is, just stick to it. Just continue to do what God said do. Just keep showing up. Keep going up. And keep doing what God said do. And you're going to look up one day and you're going to find out that that thing has for real, for real benefited you. That it has made your life better. It's made you better. It's caused you to be able to think better. So that the good that God has in store for you can begin to manifest for you as you continue to do what God says do. Now, the Montgomery New Testament, it renders verse 9 this way. It says, let love be without insincerity. Abhor what is evil. Wed yourself to what is good. Wed yourself to that which is good. See, I like that. Because when we are sincere in our love towards God, we abhor that what he abhors, that is anything that he calls evil. We abhor it. But when we're insincere in our love toward God, we won't really have a problem with that which God abhors. But that's good news. Once again, that's not for condemnation. That is like revelatory information. Because that lets you know that, wait a minute, my love must not be sincere yet if I'm still enjoying what God said is wrong. It just shows you you got something to work on. That's all. That's all. No condemnation. It just shows you you got something else to work on. Because you're already a child of God. You're already heaven bound. Now what the goal is now is to get you to live life with a smile and not a frown. Is anybody hearing me up in here? So that you could receive the blessings that God is bringing down. That's the goal right now. He said, I am coming that you might have life. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say. I hope that you're learning that God really does want to have a closer, more intimate relationship with us. 
God not only wants to have a closer, more intimate relationship with us, but he's opened a door of opportunity into a closer, more intimate relationship with him. Well, I don't know about you, but I plan to take advantage of that opportunity and increase my intimacy with God. I hope you do the same thing too. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. And to all of you married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas, if your desire is to draw closer to one another and to have a better marriage, I got just a thing for you. We invite all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Covenant Partners Fellowship this Friday evening. It's a monthly marriage seminar that God has brought here to San Antonio that'll help the marriages here in San Antonio. It's a monthly marriage seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay half to pay to go to. It's free and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the married people that's done on the third Friday of every month. Where the wildest wedded folk in San Antonio and surrounding areas come together in a casual atmosphere and have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that'll help you take your marriage to another level. So come on through. You go from being married to happily married, I guarantee you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until, hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because childcare is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. So come on and spend one evening out of the month investing in your marriage so that it can be as good as God designed it to be and get even better than you ever thought it could be. Whether both of you come or one of you come, just come on through. You'll be so glad you did that is with or without your boo. And by the way, your boo is the one you're married to. I look forward to seeing you this Friday evening at the Covenant Partners Fellowship at Word of Faith. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.